You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is up, Uncanceled Podcast? How you doing? So glad that you uh, decided to tune in. Uh, news break, or I don't know what to say, but uh, I'm not Pastor Joey. You heard in the intro that you're with your, uh, the host of the Uncanceled Podcast, the youth pastor of Impact Youth, Pastor Joey Santora. That's not me, um, but hopefully you should recognize me if you've, if you've seen the podcast before. I'm Ben. I'm one of the leaders at Impact Youth, and uh, I'm joined by one of our awesome students, Trevor. Trevor, say what's up. How's it going, guys? I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Um, so yeah, we're going to we're gonna do a little teaching. We're going to talk about um, keys to producing fruit and, and how to grow in your faith in your relationship with the Lord. Um, but before we do that, we're going to do something fun. We're not going to do rate that, though. You know, I was like, man, Pastor Joey, he's on vacation, right? He asked me to do the podcast uh, with Trevor. And uh, I was like, you know what? I just can't do rate that. That's fair enough. It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right for me to do rate that without Pastor Joey. So we're going to do something a little different, just as kind of like a one-off. We're going to do rank that. Oh, rank yeah. that. R-A-N-K. So uh, we're going to rank that, and we're going to rank the flavors of Jolly Ranchers. Trevor, how do you feel about Jolly Ranchers? Um, I think they're pretty good. I mean, I'm not too big of a fan. I don't no? really have them often, but I mean, I don't hate them. Sure. They're pretty good. I mean, they're candy, right? Yeah. Um, I don't love them either. I, don't, I haven't had a Jolly Rancher in a while. We're not going to try them. They're on the table here just for, you know, effect, even though it's not that much of an effect. Yeah. And I couldn't get a blue raspberry one anyway. But we're going to rank them. Uh, Trevor, have you thought about this? I have. That's I'm, good. It's important. Yeah. Um, let's do it like this, kind of like a draft style. I'll give you my number five, and then you give me your number five. All and right. we'll just go back and forth like that. All right. All sounds right? good. All right. Cool. My number five, the worst flavor of Jolly Rancher ever is cherry. I hate it. We had um, like seltzers and sparkling waters the last couple rate that's the last couple weeks and they tasted like cherry cough medicine and I was just out. Cherry's the worst flavor of all, pretty much anything in my opinion. So cherry's my number five, no doubt. All right, for me, I think I'd have to go with the green apple. Oh, wow. Just because, I don't know. I don't know. Out of, out of like the different options, that just doesn't seem like the best to me. Wow. Okay. I think a lot of people really like green apple. Um, I think so. Cool. Hey, I'm in. You know, it's a little controversial. People are going to get mad, but that's okay. That's you know, that's why we're here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, cool. So my number four, not that far behind Trevor, my number four is green apple. I definitely like green apple a little bit more than cherry, just because cherry is like the bottom tier for me. I hate cherry. But green apple is number four for me. I think it's solid. Like, I think it's a big jump up from number five, but um, number four for me. What do you got in number four, Trev? Uh, for number four, I think I'd have to go with probably watermelon. Really? Yeah. Wow. Look at Trevor. Okay. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like, it's not that I don't like it. It's just out of the other options, I think I'd pick others over it. Okay. Very, hey, fair enough, you know? I think, that, I think that both of our lists might be controversial in different ways, but hey, I'm in. That's awesome. Um, all right. My number three is watermelon. We're kind of just, you know, like real close, but just a little yeah. bit off. My number three is watermelon. Oh, that means you're going to have cherry in the top three. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm a big, I mean, I like cherry. Wow. Okay. Hey. It's a little different, but. Um, 
My number three is watermelon. I think watermelon's, uh, you know, really good. It deserves a spot on the podium. It's, it's, a, it's a top player in this game. So watermelon's number three for me. Uh, next, I'd probably have to say the cherry. Okay. Okay, there it is. I'm, I'm yeah. glad it didn't break top two for you. That would have been a little <laughs> reckless. But yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I do like a lot of cherry things, but it's, it's not like the best as a Jolly Rancher, but not nah, like horrible, horrible. Fair. For Fair. Me at least. Wow, okay. So Trevor and I have the same top two of either grape or blue raspberry. And uh, I'm going to go ahead, maybe it's not in the same order, but I'm going to go ahead and give you my number two, and I guess my number one. My number two is grape, and my number one is blue raspberry. Um, just, you know, top tier. Blue raspberry, can't beat it. Blue raspberry, almost anything, is, is just elite, right? That's true, and that's so, true. Uh, that's my number one, no doubt. And I think that grape doesn't get enough credit. I think that people hate on grape Jolly, Jolly Ranchers, but it's underrated. That's true. I do agree with that. So what's your order? I'd probably say, I don't know. I, I, I like them both. I think probably the same as you with the grape okay. than the blue raspberry. Okay. Just because, like, I feel like more like the artificial ones, like, like if it's an actual grape, I like it. Yeah. But if it's, like, the artificial flavor, it's just not as good. It doesn't taste the same. Cool. So I'd probably say the grape than blue raspberry. There it is. So uh, my, my one through five Jolly Ranchers is blue raspberry one, grape, watermelon, green apple, 500 feet of dirt, and then cherry. <laughs> Sorry, Trev. I mean, I just, uh, it's, it's yeah. not for me. Um, go ahead. Give yours. Uh, wait, from first to last? Yeah, best to, best to worst. Uh, I, I think I said it was between, like, uh, blue raspberry grape. So blue raspberry, blue raspberry grape, then uh, the water, or no, cherry, watermelon, green apple. Cool. Cool. Um, that's rank that. I don't know. I oh, mean, yeah. maybe there will never be another rank that, and so maybe this will know. live on forever as the only rank that. But uh, that was pretty fun, and uh, there you go. I mean, if you if you strongly disagree with either me or Trevor, if you think for some reason that cherry or green apple deserves a, a top spot, let us know. But uh, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Okay. Um, so that was fun. We're going to get into uh, the teaching now uh, for, for this week. Um, Pastor Joey, again, he's on vacation and he asked, he was like, I was just planning on canceling the podcast, but then he reached out and asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, for sure. And he said that he wanted to, uh, have me do it with a student of ours at Impact Youth that feels called into the ministry. And so Trevor is one of those students, uh, in our youth group that feels called into the ministry. And, um, I do as well, you know, if, if there was a question there, um, we both feel called into the ministry. And so something that we're going to talk about today is, again, we're going to talk about keys to producing fruit and keys to growing in your faith. Because Trevor, especially as um, people who feel called into the ministry, but obviously right now aren't working full time in the ministry, yeah. it's so important that we, but not only us, right, as people who feel called into the ministry, but everybody, every, every Christian, everybody who believes in Jesus. It's so important that we grow in our faith and produce fruit for, for the Lord. I do agree. Like, you just got to, like, spend a lot of time in the Word and, like, with God to, like, grow so you can, like, minister and just preach His Word. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and so we're talking about, we're talking about fruit today, right? And there's a couple questions that, that we'll answer. We're going to answer like, you know, how do we, how do we increase in bearing fruit for God? Um, how do we grow in our faith and how do we move forward to accomplish things for God? And that's really what um, 
it's really what we're talking about in, in bearing fruit is doing things for the Lord, right? On this earth, uh, accomplishing things that the Lord has given us to accomplish. And it's different for each person. Uh, it's different for Trevor than it is for me. It's different for, uh, for both of us than it is for Pastor Joey or, or anyone else. Um, for you listening at home, like it's, it's not something that's just exclusive to people who feel called into the ministry, but the Bible tells us, and we'll get into this, the Bible tells us that everyone who believes in Jesus should bear fruit. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. But the first question that is really important that we ask and answer is, should we grow in our faith? Like, is there anywhere in the Bible that says to grow in our faith? Um, because if there's not, what's the point, right? Yeah. Right. So why would we do something that the Bible doesn't instruct us to do? Does the Bible even say that we ought to grow in our faith? And the answer is yes. And so we're going to read Second uh, Peter three eighteen. Trev, you wanna you wanna read it? Yeah, sure. Cool. Second uh, Peter three eighteen. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's pretty cut and dry there. Second Peter three eighteen. It says, "Grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus," and it says that. Following that, right, it, it says grow in the grace and knowledge for the glory of God, right? Grow in the grace of knowledge and to him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. So the Bible tells us pretty clearly that we ought to grow in our faith. We ought to grow in our knowledge of the Lord. We ought to grow in, in our relationship with God. It's something that should always be increasing and never moving backwards. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd just say, like, I mean, it's in the Bible, so yeah. you just got to follow what the Word says. That's right. Um, so that's the first thing that, that's kind of important to, to kind of lay the groundwork. But the second question that we want to ask and answer is, in the same way, should we be bearing fruit for Christ? The Bible clearly lays out that we ought to be growing in our faith, but does the Bible ever say that we should be bearing fruit for Jesus? Like, is that anywhere in Scripture? And that's really with any area in life, right? you want to ask yourself, is this in line with God's word? Is, is what I'm doing or is what I'm planning on doing is what I'm, you know, acting out. Does it have scriptural backing? Because if it doesn't, then it's not worth doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this question, should we be bearing fruit for Christ? Is that anywhere in the Bible? Titus 314, I'll read it. Um, we have all these scriptures uh, in, in our document here. Um, so if you don't see us actually opening up the Bible, they're from the Bible and you can check it if you want. But uh, Titus 314, the Bible says, and let our people learn to devote themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. The Bible says it again, plainly right here. Let, let our people, let us devote ourselves to good works and so that we won't be unfruitful. And so we're talking about bearing fruit, right? Keys to bearing fruit. And, and I, just, I just read the word works. And I think that a lot of times when Christians hear the word works, they kind of get, you know, all, all weird. That's it, yeah. Yeah? Because, you know, we'll, we'll say, say the word works. We'll say that we ought to be working the works of Christ, working the works of Jesus on this earth. And people say, oh, that kind of sounds like, kind of sounds like works, kind of sounds like, you know, you're saying that we're saved by our works and not by faith. But that's not, that's not what we're talking about, right? 
Yeah, and another thing is yeah. people don't always see joy in the works. Like they may see it's more like, oh, you have to do it. It's more like it's not really enjoyable, but it's like the total opposite. I mean, for example, just like the podcast here, just we're sharing God's yeah. word. This isn't boring. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really no doubt. It. We just rank Jolly Ranchers. Like yeah. this is fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like people see works as like um, an obligation, but ultimately, like it should come out of our love for Jesus, right? Hundred uh, percent. And um, so we're not talking about being saved by works because the Bible again is very clear that we are not saved by our works. We are saved by one thing and one thing only. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Trevor, do you want to read uh, on there Ephesians 2, 8 through 9? Uh, yeah. Uh, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. is It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Awesome. Clear again, right? For it's by grace we've been saved through faith, and not as a result of works, so that no one can boast, Right? And um, again, in Titus 2.11, it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. It doesn't say that the works that we do for God have appeared, bringing salvation. Exactly. It says by grace. Like, we're not saved by our works. We're saved by grace alone. But even though we're saved not by our works, works are still important. The Bible talks a lot about works. Again, we're talking about producing fruit. We're talking about how we can produce fruit and grow in our relationship with the Lord. So fruit and, and doing the works of Christ are obviously important, yeah. even though they don't save us. And so even though we're not saved by our works, works as evidence of our salvation are really important. They're not, you know, they don't have no value. Um, James 2, 15 through 19. This is a popular portion of scripture talking about works. It says, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also by faith itself, if it does not have works is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well, even the demons believe and shudder. Basically, right, the Bible's saying here in James, if you, if you constantly just go around talking about, oh, I'm a Christian, oh, I'm a Christian, oh, I believe in Jesus, I'm saved, I'm going to go to heaven when I die, but you're not, there's nothing in your action that backs that up, what good is that? It's not good because it's not like representing what you stand for. Yeah, absolutely. The Bible says that you say that you believe that, that God is one, awesome, congratulations, even the demons believe that God is one right? We don't want to be like a demon that just believes. We want to have faith and corresponding action that, that partners together to really show people that, no, we're not just, you know, we're not just people that say something and don't do it and don't follow through on it. We're going to work the works of Christ. Yeah. And also God, God will bless you for doing works. Like he'll provide for you. He'll Absolutely. always provide and he'll bless you for it too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, we're not talking here uh, on this podcast about being saved by works. We're not saved by works. We're saved by grace through faith alone. Um, we're talking about simply just bearing fruit for the glory of God, doing what the Lord has put on the inside of us, on the inside of each of us. We're talking about accomplishing that for, for God's glory. Um, we'll still be saved, you know, if we don't work the works. We're still saved, but 
we won't receive the blessing and the reward that God has for us, right? Um, and so we're going to get into it now, the three keys to producing fruit for God, which ultimately leads to growing in your faith. And right before we get into it, I think that a lot of times this is hard for people to kind of get behind, right? When we're talking about works and we're talking about producing fruit, it's hard for people to get behind because it makes you a little uncomfortable, right? It makes you a little uncomfortable to, to know or to realize like, I really should be doing something for the Lord, you know? Yeah. Um, like it, it pushes you out of your comfort zone. But the truth is that any, anything that you're growing in is going to push you out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to be uncomfortable in some way. Yeah, if you want to grow, you can't just be sitting there, all, like, just feeling comfortable because then you're not actually, like, you're not growing because you're not experiencing new things. If you're just experiencing, experiencing the same thing, um, like, nothing new will come. You'll always feel, uh, like, just set. Yeah. You, you won't feel any, like, uh, not, like, fear, but, like, you won't feel any challenge. Yeah. You no want to feel the challenge to, like, grow in God. For sure. That's that's good. Um I mean, for me, like I liken it to, to going to the gym, you know, for putting on muscle. How are you gonna how are you gonna grow any muscle if you're sitting at home just on your couch watching TV all day? Right? Or how are you even gonna grow any muscle if you go to the gym but you don't actually do anything? Or or you lift the same amount of weight that really isn't hard, right? You have to push yourself, you have to go beyond what you're comfortable doing to create tension to, to create literally a tear in your muscle so that it can regrow. And it's, it's something that's uncomfortable. But even if you don't want to think about it in the terms of like the gym, just think about it like, what do we, what do we uh, associate like literally growing up and, and getting taller with? There's growing pains, right? Yeah. You might like literally when you're growing up getting taller, you might have some pain in your leg, right? It's a little uncomfortable. It's your body changing, but you're growing, right? You're, you're getting taller. And so it's the same kind of thing that we're talking about. Um, is that you might have to be like, we're talking about producing fruit and working the works of God. And that might make some people a little bit uncomfortable, but ultimately if you're not willing to be uncomfortable a little bit and be pushed outside your comfort zone, you'll never do anything for the Lord. And that's just the truth. That is. Um, so let's get into it now. We're going to talk about three keys to producing fruit for God. Uh, first one is, is really simple in concept. Um, and that's, you have to abide in Christ. To produce fruit for the Lord, you have to abide in Christ. Uh, Trevor, do you want to read the scripture from John 15? Yep. Uh, In John, sorry, in John 15, um, this is Jesus talking about himself and the Father. Jesus is saying that the Father is the vine dresser and Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. And so let's read that in John 15. Go ahead. John 15, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, it's, the Bible is not hard to understand. You know, a lot of people, you know, try to twist the words and take things out of context. A lot of the Bible, all of the Bible really is is so straightforward. And so the Bible says that the branch, us, can't bear fruit unless we abide in the vine, Jesus. Anyone who's apart from the vine can't do anything. Can't do anything. And so we have to abide in Christ to produce fruit for the Lord. And um, it's something, again, 
abiding in Christ, what does that look like? You, you talked about it a little bit um, at the top, but what does that look like, abiding in Christ? Abiding in Christ, just like following what he says and like continuing to just like live for him and not, not give up when times are hard. Yeah. And, and, spending, faith. and spending time with him, right? Yeah. Spending time in prayer, spending time in the word. Um, this is something that the Lord has really pressed on my heart recently. Don't, don't be satisfied in your relationship with the Lord. Like, don't be satisfied with just a little bit of time with God, but rather just go all in and, and make the decision that, you know what, even if I spent a half hour, even if I spent an hour at the beginning of the day in prayer or in, in the word, if there's an opportunity later in the day where I can spend more time with God, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah, there also has to be, like, discipline with it. Like, you got to, like, make yourself at first, but and then as you keep doing it, you'll want to. Like, it's not like, oh, I have to go read the Bible. And then you'll want to read the Bible. Yeah. It'll change your mindset after. Yeah, for sure. It's something time. that um, I believe that Pastor Brandon, uh, the youth pastor before Pastor Joey, used to say a lot, is that sometimes the things of God, really anything in life, it, it might start as a discipline, but eventually it'll turn into a delight. And so, absolutely, like, like spending time with the Lord, abiding in Christ, it might, it might take a little discipline, but eventually like, you'll just fall in love over and over with the Lord and you'll just want to spend time with Him. Um, Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I don't even remember what this says. Let's see. Oh, we're talking about here not being satisfied, right? And uh, just a quick note, there's a difference between being content and being satisfied, right? And the difference is, well, well let's read it. In, in Philippians 4, 11, this is Paul talking. He said, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him, Christ, who strengthens me. And so Paul here is saying that, you know, I've been up, I've been high, I've been low, but no matter what, I know that I, I'm content because of Jesus. And so there's the difference between being content in where you are, but not being satisfied staying there. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, that, I'd say that makes sense. Like, you, you can't just, like, you want to keep growing with him. Like, right. You're, like, you're content with, like, how you're going with him. You yeah. You keep going. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm content where I am. I know that God is good here, but I'm not satisfied. I'm not just going to stay here where it might be comfortable. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, maybe be uncomfortable <laughs> and grow so that I can produce fruit for the Lord. And so there's a difference between being content and being satisfied. And if you make that decision that you can't get enough for God, you know, constantly spending time with the Lord, constantly just seeking God, abiding in Christ, like living with him, living for him, like Trevor said, um, you'll grow and, and you'll be able to produce fruit. Also, another thing I wrote down is like, you want to, you want to, when you grow, you, you don't want to set yourself in, up in situations. Like you were preaching about this last night at Impact. You don't want to set yourself up in situations. Like you want to leave those situations to, so it doesn't damage your faith. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's huge. Um, it's hard to abide in Christ if you're also abiding in sin. Yeah, you can't have one It's foot. impossible. Yeah, you can't have one foot here and one foot, like right. one foot in the world, one foot with God. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's impossible to abide in Christ and also abide in sin. Uh, so yeah, that's really good too. But that's the first key to producing fruit for God is abiding in Christ, living just sold out for the Lord, spending as much time with him as you can, not being satisfied 
um, but always looking to, to press forward and grow in your relationship. Um, Trev, you want to give them the second point? Uh, uh, yeah. The second key? The second point is practice, uh, practice fruit uh, production. So practice fruit production. Yeah, practice it, right? Anything in life, we say that practice makes perfect, right? And so we're talking about producing fruit. Um, the Bible says to practice it. So, Trev, do you want to read Second uh, Peter 1, 5 through 10? Yep. Uh, it starts with, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that uh, he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more dignant to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fail. Yeah. And so we read all that, right? It, it was in the beginning, it was talking about, you know, supplement your faith with virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness. All these are fruit, right? All these are fruit that we can produce for the Lord. And then at the end, it says, if you practice these qualities, you'll never fail. If you practice these qualities, you'll never fail. Practice makes perfect. So in your life, every opportunity that you get to bear fruit for Christ, do it. Practice it. Again, practice it until it becomes a habit. You might have to recognize it and, and you know, make a decision consciously that, oh, oh, this is an opportunity to bear fruit for Christ. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be disciplined in doing it. But eventually, it'll just become second nature to you where Every opportunity you get, you don't even have to think about it. You're just bearing fruit for Christ, right? And uh, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be huge, huge things all the time, right? But just being kind to people. It says um, showing brotherly affection, loving people, like um, exhibiting godliness in your life, like all these things. Just being kind to people, you know, looking out for people, standing up for people. Um, sharing the gospel with people, all these things are our fruit that we can produce for Christ. And, uh, and you got to practice it to, to make it really like stick and make it something that you'll do consistently. Yeah. Um, just make it a practice in your life and don't get, don't get worn out. Don't, don't let yourself get, uh, discouraged. Um, don't let yourself get worn out. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, uh, do not grow weary in doing good for at the proper time you'll receive a harvest if you don't give up, right? And so practice fruit production. Just keep producing fruit for the Lord. Just keep doing it over and over. You know, recognize a time, an opportunity. You know, maybe you see, I don't know, you're just out, like you're out at a store with your friend and, and they forgot their wallet at home and they want a drink. And so you can just say, oh, I have an extra dollar or two. Like, this is an opportunity to just show, show love for somebody, and I'm going to buy them a drink, right? Um, just practice it. You know, look for opportunities to produce fruit in your life and, uh, and keep doing it. Keep practicing it until it becomes habit. Yeah, like, like for, for like with tithing, they always say you, when you keep sowing, you'll reap. That's kind of the same with that. If you keep sowing and doing good, then you, you'll reap too from it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and going off that analogy, like, you might not, you might not see the harvest right away. And that's why the Bible tells us in Galatians 6, 9, not to grow weary, right? But keep doing it. And eventually you'll see it 100%. It's good. Um, so that's the second, second key to 
producing fruit for the Lord is, is to just practice it, just to do it over and over again. And then lastly, um, and this is really the biggest one, is to produce fruit for the Lord, to really do all that he's called you to do in your life, you have to come to the recognition and realize that you are not your own, right? That um, you're not your own, that you are bought with a price. Our purpose on this earth is, is, not, is not whatever we decide we want to do with our lives, right? Ultimately, it's not whatever we decide we want to do. But ultimately, our purpose is what, what God has placed on our lives. Because before, the Bible says that before we were even in our mother's womb, he knew us. And so God has a, a plan for each one of us to accomplish on this earth. And so the purpose for why we're here is to accomplish that thing and to bear fruit for the Lord. And so you have to shift your perspective. Um, I didn't actually put these scriptures in here, but you have to ship, shift your perspective. Uh, the first one is, is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. And the Bible says this. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. It, I mean, it's something so contrary to what culture will tell you right now yeah. and what culture is living in right now, that it's, it's your choice, whatever you want to do with your life, whatever makes you happy, go for it. You can do anything, like go for it. It's all on you. But this, this scripture here says that we are not our own. We were bought with a price, and that price was the shed blood of Jesus, right? It says, it, I mean, it says right there to follow what God wants you to do, yeah. not what you want to do. Yeah. God wants. Right. And, um, and, and he'll prepare you for what you want to do, absolutely. whether it be uh, ministry, preaching, or even... Or really anything. Like anything. Even, I can't think of anything specific, but really anything, he'll prepare you for it. Anything, absolutely. Like, Trevor and I both feel called into the ministry, and so if, if you feel called into the ministry as well, this is such, a, such an important principle for you to grasp, but it's not just for people who feel called into the ministry. This is for every single person who says that they believe in Jesus Christ. Every single one of us. And it's not just for pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, apostles. It's for plumbers. It's for lawyers. It's for electricians. Like, it's for anybody. Even if you're not called into the ministry, it doesn't mean that God doesn't have a purpose for your life. And if you'll surrender to his will and just say, Lord, I'm not my own. Like, like this life, it all belongs to you. So whatever you want to do in and through me, God, like, have your way, right? And I, I know for a fact, like, God will definitely help you with whatever it is because before so I, I did rock the mic at the beginning of the year yeah before you did. then and it was fire I, I had a lot of fun doing that I'm very glad yes yeah, sir before that I like could never like do any public speaking I I like get so nervous in front of people but I prayed and I asked God for help and God helped me to like just talk in front of everyone and preach to everyone and like just before that I never would have been able to even yeah. just something like the podcast here I don't know I like even just knowing people would watch it, that would just make me really nervous and sure. I wouldn't really want to do it, but now it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, praise God. Absolutely. He will, he will equip you for what he's called you to do, 100%. You might not feel like you can do it on your own, and the truth is that you can't. Like, you can't do it on your own. But if you're walking in the will of God, there's a grace that he'll give you and there's a favor that he'll give you to accomplish what he's called you to do. And, um, and that's unmatched, but you have to be walking in the will of God. 
Um, so shift your perspective, right? Make, make, come to the realization that this life is not my own and, and that I am a servant of God. The Bible describes us in 1 Corinthians 4 as a servant, right? We are servants of, of the Lord. The Bible describes us in 2 Timothy 2.15 as a worker. We're, we're here working for the Lord. And, um, and Isaiah 64.8, I love this one. It says, but now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We will all work. We are all the work of your hand. If you're, if you're able to come to that realization that like, Lord, all that I am is, is just a vessel for you, a vessel for your will. So the Bible describes him as, a, as, as the potter and we're the clay. So Lord, shape me and mold me into whatever you want me to be and whatever you want me to do. Um, if we come to that realization, then, then we're fully submitted to the will of God and we'll produce fruit for the Lord in our lives. Um, shift your focus. Again, this, this final scripture here in John 15, we read from John 15 already about how Jesus is the vine and we're the branches and we have to abide in him to produce fruit. This is towards the end of, of Jesus talking about this. He says in John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask in mine and ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Jesus appointed us, his followers, his disciples, so that we would go bear fruit for his glory. And so, I mean, that's, again, a big perspective shift from what culture will teach you, but shift your focus to the reason that I'm here on this earth is to produce fruit for God. Like, I'm gonna live my life to bear fruit for the Lord. That's, I mean, that's powerful. And that's, that will no doubt cause you to produce fruit in your life. And another thing, you may not know what it is right away. Like, it might not be fully clear to you, but if you pray, uh, then God will, like, show you what it is. Because you may not understand, like, it may be something you never thought you'd ever do, something you never thought you could do, but then by praying to God, he speaks to you and shows you that's what you'll be doing. 100%. The Lord said to Abraham when he called him, uh, leave your father and mother and go to a land that I will show you. So it took obedience for, from Abraham right away, and he didn't know where he was going, but the Lord showed him along the way. And, uh, and we all know how Abraham turned out. Like he's, he's a father, of, he's a father of our faith. And so absolutely, the Lord will lead you and guide you as you go. Um, just be obedient and, uh, and, and be sold out in living for God and he'll use you beyond what you could ever think for yourself. God's plan for you is greater than, than you could ever think for yourself. The Bible says in Ephesians 3.20, um, now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, to him be the glory. God wants to take you and use you farther than you could ever imagine um, yourself going. So, amen. Uh, amen. We just went over three keys to producing fruit. First of all, remember that the Bible instructs us to grow in our faith. The Bible instructs us to bear fruit for the Lord. And remember too that we are not saved by our works, but works as evidence of our salvation are very important. And the Bible says that in multiple places. 
And then the three keys, the three keys to producing fruit in your life. Abide in Christ. Just live for the Lord. Make the decision that you can't get enough of him. Practice fruit production every chance that you get. Just produce fruit over and over. Do things for the Lord. Um, be obedient to his leading in your life. And then number three, realize that you are not your own, that, that you were bought with a price, that God has chosen you to produce fruit for his glory. Also, wait, quickly with yeah. the third one, I realize that you're not your own. You're also not on your own. Like God's going to help you good. with it. Hey, preach it. So, I mean, if you're struggling, if you're struggling what God called you to do, just know you will make it through because that's what God called you to do. He's not going to give up on you. 100%. There for a reason. 100%. The Bible says in Philippians, I believe, that he who began, Philippians 1, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So if you know, if you know that the Lord's called you to do something, asked you to do something, don't give up. Don't grow weary. Um, keep going. And he will, he will see it through in your life, 100%. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast today. I know it was a little different without Pastor Joey. Honestly, I was unsure whether or not I wanted to sit in Pastor Joey's seat or just sit in my normal seat, but you know, whatever it is, I'll be back there next week. Uh, Pastor Joey will be back next week, so you can look forward to, uh, to his teaching. But uh, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast today. Trevor, anything, um, anything else you want to say as we, as we head out? Uh, I think I'm good. But cool. thank you for having me on here. Yeah, hey, uh, thank you to Pastor Joey for, for inviting us both to do it. Um, but we love you guys. We hope to see you soon at Impact or uh, at church on the weekend. Um, have a good day. We love you. Bye. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.